Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be discussing the Bill Belichick splitting with the Patriots. Uh, also talking about the new uh, replacement for Bill Belichick. Also, where Bill Belichick could end up going. And there are a bunch of other things to discuss uh, involving the Patriots now that Belichick's gone. So... There was a lot of reports coming out over the last two months or so saying that Bill Belichick was done in New England. And the amount of people on social media who were Patriots fans that discounted this whole situation, uh, it was crazy. There were so many Patriots fans who felt like he wasn't done, he wasn't leaving. There were a ton of Patriots fans who felt like it was time to move on, and so you kind of saw both sides of that coin. Uh, Tom Curran had reported that the Patriots were uh, moving on from Belichick, uh, and it was since um, the Germany game was when they made that decision. And then he came out again more recently and doubled down, saying that um, he thought um, Belichick was still uh, going to get uh, let go, and they were going to part ways. And others uh, said stuff as well. And we officially got the news that Belichick and Kraft and the Patriots are splitting in a mutual parting of ways. Now, Kraft uh, said that um, the Patriots could have traded Belichick, but he felt like it was wrong to do that. He also didn't trade uh, Tom Brady because both these guys had a significant history with this team and it would make uh, no sense to get rid of, um, you know, Belichick from a trade. So, um, yeah, that was something that was said. They had a press conference um, about this, um, and uh, I guess Kraft had some words to say. Belichick had some words to say. Here's uh, something that Kraft had said. Well, the last three years have been pretty tough, and I know our dedicated fans and myself, and in life I just learned that things happen. Our family is the custodian of this asset, the New England Patriots. We know how important it is to the psyche of the community and what's going on here. The last three, four years isn't what we want. We have a responsibility to do what we can to fix it to the best of our ability. So um, it was brought out in the the media right before this took place that apparently Belichick was open to relinquishing some personal control of the team if he returned. Um, But uh, Kraft said that that situation was considered, but it was not the right course for this franchise. Quote, yeah, we thought about that, but you know, I've had some experience running different businesses and trying to develop a team. Think about it when you have someone like Bill who has had control over every decision, every coach we hired. The organization reports to him on the draft, how much money we spend, every decision has been his. We've always supported him. To then take some of that power away and give it to someone else. Accountability is important to me. Where he had the responsibility and someone else takes it, it's going to set up confusion. It wouldn't work in my opinion. All of us need checks and balances in life. Um, And as I mentioned, uh, he chose not to trade Belichick. Quote, I'm fortunate in our family, our business are all private. And so we try to create a culture in an environment um, where people want to stay long term. Yeah, I guess if you look at this as a transaction, he is so valuable and how could we 
uh, extract something. I didn't think it was right. I didn't think it was right for Tom Brady, who gave us 20 years, and I didn't think it was right for Bill. And so um, those were some of the words that he said um, about the whole situation. Um, and that's kind of uh, a little bit of what took place. Um, uh, also said, each of them earned the right to be in a position where they should do what's right for us, um, given what they have done for this franchise. Some people might criticize me for not extracting his value, and I understand that, but we just try to do what we think is right for the proper value and ability to operate and try to get people who want to come and feel that we're going to treat them fairly. So it's definitely a situation where the Patriots could have gotten something for Belichick, but they chose to do the right thing in their opinion, and um, that's where uh, Kraft wanted to go with this um, himself. And I think, uh, obviously, that's... Uh, a good thing for sure uh, and apparently there's another quote that came out um, and this is from uh, Seth Wickersham uh, he put this on uh, X um, and uh, this was in like an article and stuff quote Bill had told me Brady couldn't play anymore Kraft said privately afterwards and then Brady goes out and wins an effing Super Bowl so basically um, I think there was always a little bit of tension between Belichick and Kraft involving the whole Brady situation, especially when um, it sounds like um, Belichick wanted to move on from Tom Brady and he wanted to run with Jimmy Garoppolo, which um, Kraft wanted Brady here forever for obvious reasons. And so um, it's got to be a little sting, uh, at least for um, Kraft to see Tom Brady not only go somewhere else, but win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Um, and obviously that situation doesn't change uh, how uh, Tom Brady is viewed in the eyes of the New England Patriots um, and their fan base, because he is always going to be the greatest, and he is going to be a New England Patriot forever, um, even though he played uh, a little bit in Tampa. So that probably rubbed Kraft a little bit the wrong way. And I think we obviously saw all those reports with Kraft and Belichick with Bill O'Brien and Matt Patricia and whatnot, and so it's one of those things where it was kind of like Belichick wanted one guy, and Kraft was like, we need someone with experience, and so it got to a point where you were kind of on both sides, um, you know, there was some friction a little bit, but I think at the end of the day, they both kind of parted ways um, mutually, and now Belichick can move on, so I want to start by talking about the Belichick side of things, where he goes from here, and then I want to talk about the Patriots side of things and where they go post-Belichick. So um, now that Belichick is on the market, there are going to be a lot of suitors. And the most likely name on the board is the Atlanta Falcons, who have interest in Bill Belichick. There has also been reports, um, including Adam Schefter, who has said a mystery playoff team could be interested in Bill Belichick and his services. Um, and most people point to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, now, there have been other teams such as the Commanders and there's the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, and uh, a lot of those teams out there don't have enough money to bring on Belichick and his staff and what he would cost, even if they are good fits. And so the two most likely destinations are Atlanta and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, 
I want to give you my thoughts on both and which one would be a better Belichick situation. So if you're looking from it, uh, a clear standpoint of I want to win, Dallas is the best place to go because Dallas basically gives you a shot at competing for a championship right now. You have Dak Prescott, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have a bounty of, um, you know, offensive linemen who are great and you have a great defense. And, you know, I think Belichick can come in and give this team a coach that they haven't really had in a long time. Uh, Now, one of the issues that has basically been brought up in many Dallas situations is whether or not Jerry Jones, who is a big part of the organization in terms of making decisions, if Jerry Jones will eventually give up some of or most of the control of the roster decisions and moves to Belichick, because if Belichick comes in here, he's probably looking for a spot where he has pretty much most of the say. Um, whereas, you know, in the past, it's basically been uh, Jerry Jones and his family who's kind of made those decisions. And so if they're willing to part ways with some of their control of the roster and let Belichick do what he's done in New England for 24 years, then there might be something here. And so this is a very good spot for win now. Um, And Atlanta would be a good spot for a win later and more so getting a quarterback in their uh, younger team. You know, if you're an organization that is basically looking to start from scratch with a new quarterback under a new coach. And if Belichick wants a quarterback that he can mentor from the beginning, and if he brings in an offensive coordinator who wants to mentor a new uh, quarterback, um, then that is a good spot uh, for Belichick. And so both of these teams, if they're really the ones that are forefront for Belichick, um, they really are uh, different spots to be in. But they both have pros and cons depending on what you're looking for. And so if Belichick is trying to maximize this window and trying to get, you know, the most wins uh, to beat uh, Don Shula um, in a quick, you know, couple years, then Dallas is obviously the best spot. And if you look at the Cowboys and say, we're a great team, but we just need a great head coach to take us that step above, then I think that's uh, a perfect scenario for Belichick if... Belichick is looking to kind of forge his own path with a new QB. You know, they have uh, Robinson at running back, Kyle Pitts at tight end, you know, drafts maybe a nice wide receiver. Then you're in a good spot there. So it's really kind of where does Belichick want to go? And there could be other teams that make themselves uh, a possibility in the future. But um, those are the two front runners in Yes, Mike McCarthy is still under contract, but there are reports that he could get fired if they lose in the playoffs. And so those are the sort of Belichick side of things. Now, the Patriots side of things, uh, they made a very quick hire at head coach, which is Gerard Mayo, who was their linebackers coach, their de facto uh, defensive coordinator. Now, this was a move that was apparently in the making for a while now. You know, after this season, uh, Belichick and Gerard Mayo's contracts would be up, and it was uh, going to be Gerard Mayo who was going to take over from Belichick. And unfortunately, this season didn't go as planned, and because we had a four-win season, the Patriots pivoted 
And they got rid of Belichick a year early, and they still brought in Gerard Mayo. Now, he is, I think, 37. So he is technically the youngest head coach in the NFL. Um, And I'm pretty sure this is also the first um, African-American head coach for the New England Patriots. Um, I think Gerard Mayo doesn't have the experience of some of the other options out there. But he is a former Patriot. He does know what it's like to win. And he's been uh, in the organization uh, as a coach for a little while now. So, um, you know, this was a move that was kind of expected in a lot of ways. Um, And I think up until the Titans fired Mike Vrabel, it seemed like he was the front runner for Belichick's job. And I think when Vrabel got fired, it was kind of a wrench in everything. But the powers at B felt like uh, Gerard Mayo was still their guy. And whether that ends up turning out to be the right choice uh, in comparison to some of the other options, I don't know. But now we have the Gerard Mayo era in New England. And it's going to be interesting to see how he actually fills out the rest of his roster of coaches. Um, will Bill O'Brien stay? Will uh, Steve Belichick stay? Will... Um, You know, some of these other uh, offensive and defensive coaches stick around. Will he clear house and start from scratch? I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he builds uh, the staff. And uh, if Bill O'Brien is gone, we could see Josh McDaniels come back because I think McDaniels has uh, a lot of uh, love for the Patriots and Kraft, I think, is a big fan of McDaniels himself. And so it wouldn't be surprising to see him come back. Um... Because he has been a very good um, sort of uh, offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Now, um, with all that being said, um, I'm sure some of these coaches might join Belichick in his next uh, spot. But Drott Mayo is going to have a lot of pressure on him. Because he is replacing the greatest Patriots head coach of all time. Replacing one of the greatest head coaches of all time. And I think... He's got a lot to prove, um, and I think we're not going to go right out the gate and win. I think, um, you know, we're going to have to see uh, what happens uh, with the next season, and I think, you know, we're going to have to find a general manager who can come in. I have seen some reports that the, the organization might not be looking for a general manager until after the draft, which I think would kind of be foolhardy because I don't think Kraft is the greatest when it comes to making some decisions with draft picks and stuff. We haven't even seen what, what's taking place. But uh, it does sound like they are going to kind of uh, take their time with this general manager spot. And there are a lot of people who say uh, Matt Groh and Eli Wolf are going to kind of take the reins on that a little bit. And I don't know if they're going to kind of both step in there and kind of make those decisions. Um you know, maybe that's eventually what they'll do is have kind of a two-headed uh, organization uh, kind of making the, the draft picks and the trades. And I don't know if they'll have two guys in that position. I don't even think, I don't know if they can, but um, maybe uh, one of them will get promoted based on how this offseason goes and Kraft will kind of figure out what he wants. Now, me personally, I think we need an outside candidate for this because our inside choices haven't really been doing so hot, you know. Our team hasn't been as good since Brady's been gone. So getting someone who comes from an organization that has seen success, at least as of recently, whether that's someone from the Eagles or the 49ers or Kansas City, 
Um, like, you know, that's something to really uh, consider going for. Um, taking and plucking someone who's an assistant GM with one of those squads would be very good. Miami even. Um, because they've had some success with Tua and, you know, maybe even the Bills who have had success with, you know, Josh Allen or, um, you know, the Bengals with Joe Burrow. So, you know, there's some good teams out there that, you know, you can pick uh, some of those options um, and find the best one for your organization. But they need to have a general manager in place, in my opinion, before we start making these free agency moves and trades and, draft picks and everything because you want someone in there um, who is um, going to go out there and um, be the representative for the Patriots making all of these decisions. And I think in terms of free agents, you're going to want to have someone who's there and you're going to want to have someone who you can depend on and someone you can say, hey, this is our GM, this is our guy. So then if a free agent like T. Higgins is looking, you know, does he want to come to New England if there's dysfunction? Probably not. If you say our coach is Gerard Mayo, our, you know, guy in charge is XYZ, he's our general manager, then you can be like, okay, I can understand that. But if you got no option, then it's like chaos and and stuff. So, you know, I think they have to go and grab someone uh, kind of right off the rip because um, that's what's most important, you know. And so now the Patriots have probably a totally different look at, the, the draft, and there's probably a totally different perspective than what there was with Belichick. Belichick liked trading down. Belichick liked having more picks to, to hit on because some teams will have five picks in the draft, and they would rather be quality of those picks rather than the quantity. Belichick wanted like 12 draft picks so he could just pick a bunch of players and, you know, maybe six of them will hit. Maybe only two of them hit. And so, uh, you know, Belichick was more of a let's have a bunch of picks and see what happens. And, you know, the new general manager, you know, or the new sort of uh, guy making these decisions uh, might actually, you know, go out there and pick players at the position that they need or the best available or, you know, the guy that seems like he's the right fit for this team. You know, I think the new general manager, when making draft picks, is not going to go for, like, the Cole Strange or the Tyquan Thornton. You know, they're going to go for guys that are slated around where the projections are. Because, you know, if a lot of people are doing mock drafts and they got projections, like, these general managers have those same projections and they know a lot more. So, you know, if someone is slated in the third round then don't draft him in the first round, right? You know, if your intel says third round, just because you like the guy doesn't mean you're going to draft him. And I think Belichick was a type of person who wasn't going out there and drafting players based on where they're slated in mock drafts or the, you know, grades and ratings and whatnot. He If he liked someone, he was going to draft the player. If he thought they'd get taken before the next draft pick, then he's going to take the guy, right? And so... In the Cole Strange case, or the Taekwon Thornton case, maybe Belichick thought that Cole Strange wasn't going to be there by their second round pick. Maybe he thought that Taekwon Thornton wasn't going to be there by their third round pick or their fourth round pick. And so that's why he chose these guys. And, you know, I think 
you know, the new guy's got to come in here and say, if this guy's slated somewhere around, like, pick 100, like, don't take this guy with your second-round pick. Don't take this guy with pick 35. Take him with pick 103 or uh, a pick in, the you know, that range. So um, I think, uh, you know, the new guy's got to come in and be a little bit better at drafting, and, you know, that's something we're going to be looking at. And so, you know, it's going to be a new era of Patriots football, and for a lot of people, myself included, we don't really know what life is like without Belichick. We don't really know what life uh, will be. Um, But I got all the confidence in the world that the right decisions will be made, and, you know, if the timing is right, it's right. And so now we're just going to have our new uh, general manager, or Robert Kraft, if he's making these choices, have to make the decision between Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jaden Daniels or Joe Alt or one of the offensive tackles or what have you. And so it'll be interesting to see how the draft starts with the third pick. You know, is the new guy going to be aggressive and try and trade up? Everybody says, um, or not everyone, but a lot of people are saying the Patriots could trade up to number one to draft Caleb Williams. I don't know if he's it. I don't honestly want to do it. But maybe this new uh, general manager is going to be very aggressive, and he's going to want to move up to number one, even if that is to get Drake May, um, even if that is to get Caleb Williams. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. Belichick would never trade up from three to one, but the new guy might. You know, if it costs you a second-round pick and a future first, are you going to do it? This new guy might. And so I think, uh, you know, we're going to have to see how uh, this sort of uh, drafting is going to go. I like Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, maybe the new guy feels the same way, you know. A lot of people are saying, Jaden Daniels, we need a quarterback. Maybe there's another plan in place for Kraft, and he wants Marvin Harrison Jr. because he's the, the best wide receiver in this draft. And, you know, maybe our wide receivers haven't been great, and so they're like, screw it, let's just go for it. So it'll be interesting to see now uh, that Belichick's gone how the draft is going to play out because, um, you know, I think there's so many different avenues that the team can go. Uh, And I've actually seen online uh, some people saying that maybe Mac Jones will make a a reappearance uh, as a quarterback. And, you know, maybe Belichick didn't like uh, Mac Jones and chose Bailey Zappi to play the rest of the season over Mac. And, I'm not saying Mac Jones was great, but, you know, I think the amount of uh, turmoil back and forth that Mac Jones was put through, especially with Patricia, Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, like, you know, when Mac Jones was a rookie, he had Josh McDaniels, he knew what he was doing, you know, and then you bring in, you know, the bozo that was Matt Patricia, and, and then, you know, that's just a mess in and of itself, and then, you know, you bring in Bill O'Brien, who doesn't even have his own staff, and... Then, you know, the issues between Kraft and uh, Belichick, and it's just a mess for Mac Jones, but, you know, maybe Kraft had a soft spot for Mac Jones and wanted to keep him around, and, you know, maybe he's going to be our quarterback. I don't know if that's the greatest move, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kraft's the one making the calls. He says, let's give this, you know, Mac Jones thing another try and get him a team surrounding him. So they could go out there and say we're going to, Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and draft an offensive tackle in the second round and fill our roster with some other players. And it's not crazy to think that Kraft could do that. And obviously, Patriots social media would be in an uproar. If we didn't draft a quarterback 
and Kraft came out and said, we're going to try it again with Mac Jones. Patriots' social media would be an uproar. Even if we built a team around him, they'd be like, this is crazy. Which I kind of agree, it would be crazy. Um, but I guess I wouldn't put it past Robert Kraft if he really likes Mac Jones as a person, you know? And so that is where um, we're at right now. Gerard Mayo's coming in, Belichick is leaving, and that's it. Now, I did see um, some uh, A.J. Brown news. Um, he is out right now for the Eagles, but there is uh, some back and forth uh, between him and the Eagles. He's not really happy there, um, and uh, it turns out that uh, I think he got rid of all his Eagles stuff on social media. Now, A.J. Brown wanted to go to... The Patriots, and when it was uh, time for them to draft a, a player, they went with Nikhil Harry instead of A.J. Brown, and he was upset about that, and he, I think he cried. And so if A.J. Brown is having a falling out with the Eagles, he is still a great uh, wide receiver. Would it even be possible for the Patriots to trade for him? Would they trade for him? What would it look like um, package-wise? Now, I honestly don't think the Patriots would have to give up a ton I think we could probably get him for a second-round pick, a uh, future second-round pick, um, and that would probably be good enough. I don't think he's worth a first-round pick right now. Um, you know, we could add in, you know, some other assets as well, uh, other picks as well, but I don't think he's worth a first, in my opinion. Uh, but, I mean, the Patriots can bank on next year's pick being lower uh, than 35, somewhere in the 40s or 50s, and... You know, they could trade that for A.J. Brown if they wanted. Um, I think he would definitely want to come here if he was a fan of the Patriots. That doesn't really change uh, a lot. And so I honestly think that he would be perfect for this Patriots team as a wide receiver one, potentially. I mean, we could bring him in. We could bring in T. Higgins. Um, if they choose not to go for Marvin Harrison Jr., then I think it would be a, a solid move. Um, I think even if they do go for Marvin Harrison Jr., um, then they could go for A.J. Brown and just skip um, the sort of uh, free agent target. But if they decide, hey, we're going to go for A.J. Brown, we're going to draft uh, you know, a quarterback, then we'll get T. Higgins, and then we'll just have Kendrick Bourne come back, DeMario Douglas, um, and that's our wide receivers, then that would be good too. Uh, but you know, A.J. Brown is a very good wide receiver. I think he brings so much uh, to the table with his skill set. He was great in Tennessee. He was great with the Eagles. It just doesn't seem like the Eagles fit uh, is working. So Patriots could end up uh, taking a flyer on him, see how he does, because um, he's a good wide receiver. And so Patriots are going to have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, Kraft is going to have uh, you know all the spotlight on him. And I think if things don't go great, then people are going to be upset that Belichick left. Um and if things go great, then it'll be okay. And so I think uh, that the Patriots are entering a rebuild. And they're entering a retooling. They're entering this new phase that most Patriots fans have not seen. Because for the majority of us, um, we've basically come into our Patriots fandom when they were successful. You know, some of us, like myself, started watching Patriots when it was 2001 and they were winning the first Super Bowl. Some people are younger and they watched the second three Super Bowls or um, they watched, um, you know, 2007 and 2010 when we lost to the Giants. Um, 
And so I think there's a lot of fans that don't know what the early Patriots years are, especially the 90s when we were kind of not that great. Number one overall pick, Drew Bledsoe. And so that's something that's new territory for us. Not so much Robert Kraft, but new territory for a lot of fans. And so it's not going to be an easy fix this year. And I think I like Gerard Mayo and what he uh, will do for the Patriots. Um, But I feel like it's not going to be like, oh, we are going to just fix our problems and we'll go from, you know, two wins, four wins, whatever, to fucking 14 wins. Like, it's not going to be that simple. We're going to go from four wins to maybe six wins. And we'll have to take our small victories. You know what I'm saying? 